This podcast is produced by KPP Financial. Steve Peasley, President. KPP Financial. Independent thinking, shared success. And now today's podcast. Good afternoon, everybody, and welcome to Invest Talk. It is Friday, April 10th, 2020, and I do appreciate you being with me on this Good Friday holiday. And when you think about the market, you know, and how it's been reacted to the COVID-19 pandemic, it's pretty understandable that it feels surreal. I mean, I go outside, I rode my bike this morning, I went outside, rode my bike, and there's, you know, some walkers and a few bikes, but no no traffic, you know, no, it's, it's just, it's just it's surreal. And how long is this going to last? No one really knows, right? We don't know. And it certainly has destroyed, the, well, destroyed the economy. I mean, our economy is suffering greatly, and of course, it had a huge impact on the stock market. Okay, we had a really robust economy. Now we don't. We're not sure how much damage is done to it. We won't know until we get back to work and we can look back and say, this is how much damage, how deep of a recession did we push ourselves in. Now, officially, a recession is two quarters in a row of shrinkage GDP. We know we're going to have one the quarter we're in, the second quarter. That's not even a question. The question is, is did we did we have a, a, a negative quarter for the last quarter? And we'll be getting those numbers pretty soon because it was only the March month. January, February, fine, but March is when it started to tank. So I, I think we'll have a negative quarter there and this quarter will be negative. So that would be two quarters in a row. And, of course, the damage to the stock market was huge. And I did some math before the show. I wanted to know. And it looks like from top to bottom, the Dow fell 38.5%. 38.5%. The S&P 500, 35, uh, rounded off to 36%. The S&P. The, the, the NASDAQ was down 31%. Now, how much has been the recovery from those bottoms? I figured that out, too. So from remember the Dow fell thirty eight and a half. It's up twenty three percent, and the S and P fell thirty five and a half or so. It's up twenty two percent. The Nasdaq surprisingly, which fell thirty, is up eighteen percent from the bottom. Okay, so it looks like you know that's. I don't want you to get too excited about this recovery, everybody. Do not get too excited because. It's very often that the market retests lows. Doesn't have to, but I, I think the damage, trying to restart our economy, we've never tried that. We've never shut down an economy. We don't know how hard, how long, what will be the process. We don't know any of those things. So it's going to take a while. Anyways, volatility is still king here, so just be aware it's going to continue. I'm Steve Peasley. I hope you'll call me this hour. This is a call-in show, and it is your show. You guys drive it to whatever direction you want. As long as it's financial, we take the Invest Talk radio show program wherever you want to go, financially. <laughs> okay? And I think I can help you become a better investor, and that's my goal. And, of course, Justin and I are able to do this by, you know, with a philosophy of helping everybody, thinking independently and sharing that with everybody. And that's what our philosophy is here. Down-to-earth advice, you know, down-to-earth common sense, uh, historical knowledge advice on the market. 
Okay, I know what the market's done in the past, and I know what it tends to do. Now, our company, KPP Financial, is a little bit different as an investment advisor firm because we give unbiased guidance and we buy and sell the same things for ourselves as our clients at the same price, same time, same everything. So my portfolio looks like anybody else's in the five different programs we have. Everybody looks the same. So I'm here to ready to answer your questions now. Any financial or investing questions are great. That's, that's fair game. Anything financial. Now, the line, the phone line, the anytime listener line number is open, and it's live at 888-99-CHART. Now, I'm sure you've heard that I've canceled my trips to, uh, this month to Houston and Chicago, and probably will be canceling next month's trips if I, you know, I haven't scheduled anything because I, at the beginning of the year, I, I scheduled my whole year. I figured this is the first time i ever done that. I'm going to schedule my whole year where I'm going to be when. First time I ever done it. Of course, then the coronavirus comes along and shoots that that schedule right down the tubes. So, so I I'm not sure. I'll I'll will be announcing on the radio show. We will. Okay, yo. Know, but we still can do the. We can still do you know the portfolio reviews. They're free. They're no cost. And we and we Justin and I've been doing quite a bit of them. A lot. A lot. We still can do it. We can do it via phone. We can do it Skype. Uh, Justin's is set up for Zoom. He's supposed to set up my computer for Zoom because I'm not that computer literate. I don't you know. I like to use computers. I really enjoy that. But as far as the programming them, that's not me. So don't delay. You can always reach out to us. Go to investtalk.com, send us an email, tell us what you want to do, and we'll get back to you. We promise. My main talking point today concerns this story. The coronavirus, of course, it's going to be the coronavirus, right? The coronavirus effect could be far deeper than the subprime crisis. One mortgage company CEO is warning of dire straits in light of severe unemployment figures. So that's one going to be the main talking point here. I have others. How about buy stocks that are cheap? Don't worry about the bottom. If we put it in the bottom of the stock market, you find something cheap, buy it. Or how about this? How about talking about the OPEC meeting with with uh, with uh, with Russia and Saudi Arabia fighting each other? Let's, let's talk about that. And how are we? How are we going to restart the economy? That's the third thing I want to. Talk. How and what shape, form? How is that going to happen? I got some theories, but I'm not sure. Yeah, I, I I'll say this: it better not go beyond April. We got to start it up by May. We have to. How many people? See, this is what my worry is: how many people will die because we shut down our economy, not because of the coronavirus, but because we shut down the economy. I, I've heard just recently the suicide phone call uh, hotline has you know skyrocketed the calls to the suicide hotline skyrocketed because of not people not working remember you got to worry about those people on the fringe fringes not saying we don't do things do something about the coronavirus of course we have to i'm saying that we have to get people back to work some way and it can't last too much longer really can't i mean of course it could but uh, at a certain point, we're doing more damage than good. And I just don't know what that point is. I'm not smart enough. Anyways, I what do you guys want to talk about? The caller question, the, caller, the, the line is open. 
So you can call and ask any questions you want, as long as it's financial. And any time listener line is always the same, 888-99-CHART. Hi, this is Renee from Olympia, Washington. Thanks for the show. We love it. I'm looking at Evercore EVR. It's in the financial services. The numbers look pretty good to me, but I can't find anybody big that's investing in it. So that kind of makes me a little bit nervous. So I'd just like to get your impression. Thanks so much. Have a great day. Well, I was born in Olympia, Washington. That's where I was born. Now, I grew up, first five years was in the Seattle area, and then I moved, my, my dad was in the Navy, moved to San Diego. I grew up in San Diego, but I was born there. Evercore, Inc. provides advisory services to multinational corporations and mergers and acquisitions and divestitures, that kind of thing. It's a $2.2 billion company, and this is a type of company I would not invest in at this time. I would not. I have a feeling that uh, uh, IPOs are going to fall sharply. Uh, it's a multinational corporation, so the rest of the world is having the same problems we have. And, you know, they, they make their money by activity of mergers and acquisitions and divestitures. And I think there's going to be a lot less activity there. So I don't think this is the time to get into this. Now, I see what you're seeing. The stock is a $55 stock and is supposed to make $6.43 next year. Well, okay, that means the PE is like 8 or 9, but that's not that cheap. The five-year range for this company in the past five years, the PE has been as low as 4 and as high as 20. Now, the return on equity is very high. They don't have a lot of debt. There's a lot of good things about the company. Mutual funds uh, have been buying it over the last year. But we have a new reality here, and I'm just thinking going forward, this type of business is going to suffer. Yeah, it had a nice bounce, got down to $35, now it's back up to 55 It was high as 80 before the fall. So it's made up, what, half, 50%? So I would stay out of it simply because I think the fundamentals are going to deteriorate. Today's Good Friday, everybody. It's a stock market holiday. It's a stock market holiday for Easter week. Now, the, so the stock exchange is closed, the bonds exchange, everything's closed. But I'm here. I'm ready to take your call on your Invest Talk calls at 888 99Chart. Now that this coronavirus scare has shut down all the gymnasiums, my wife has had to go and start running again. That's her normal workout now, and all of a sudden her knees became inflamed, creating lots of pain. Obviously, she's looking for relief and started applying Quanta's Muscle Rub multiple times per day, three times a day. She told me it helps reduce her soreness and discomfort. Now, if you listen to our podcast, you know I'm skeptical about many of these kind of products. I'm here to tell you, from personal experience, this brand is believable. Quanta is a publicly traded applied science company. They make health and wellness products utilizing patented technology and makes them up to five times more efficient. Their flagship product is an all-natural muscle rub that alleviates aches and pains because it directly reduces inflammation. We have teamed up to help listeners to invest talk. So for a limited time, you can save 20% off of all Qantas health wellness products by using the coupon code INVEST, that's I-N-V-E-S-T, on their website. Their website is buyquanta.com. That's B-U-Y-Q-U-A-N-T-A dot com. 
It's Friday. You're listening to Invest Talk. The coronavirus pandemic has created an unprecedented global economic crisis. You'll have finance and investment questions, and Steve Peasley is on duty and ready to provide his unbiased guidance. Call Invest Talk 888-99-CHART. 888-992-4278. My main talking point today concerns a story about the coronavirus effect on the on the mortgage business. And one mortgage company CEO is warning of dire straits uh, in light of the severe unemployment figures that's going to happen. So we're going to look into that. I've got other things I want to talk about. I think we mentioned that already, but those are the things I want to discuss here, everybody. But of course, you come first. What do you want to do? Now, you know, each Friday, I generally make the time to uh, take a quick look at a key benchmark. So, two-year treasury is at 0.23%. The 10-year treasury is 0.72%. So, the relationship between those two is fine. They're just very low. You always worry if the two-year treasury yields more than the 10-year treasury. That inversion is a danger sign for the economy. But, of course, the economy is already tanked, so that's, that's not worth much. Oil is around $22, 20, $23 a barrel. Pretty darn low. Very low. Gasoline on average in the U.S. is $1.88, $2.90 in California. Why are we always a dollar more than everybody else? That is very frustrating. Probably thanks to a lot higher taxes. Gold has been running pretty hot. Pretty good, and frankly, I don't think it's done. It's at $1,686 an ounce. $1,686 an ounce. Are you, and are you an investor in airline stocks? Well, I don't know where the airline industry would be, but I'm not going to do it. I did notice that Warren Buffett bought more of Delta. I'm sure the federal government is not going to let the airlines go under, but how much damage... How much? I mean, airlines collectively are experiencing approximately 10% seat fuel rate per flight. In other words, 90% empty. They're burning through about $60 billion this quarter. Wow. That's a, yeah, for the whole airline industry, this is why I don't want you to invest in it. Yeah, they'll probably re- return eventually. But man, I think there's a lot better opportunities in other sectors. And you've seen the video of nearly empty airports. I'm sure you've seen that. I have, right? I mean, I, you know, the people, people, some people have to fly. I mean, my father-in-law is here at my house, and he's not doing very well. He's 93 years old, so you know his family wants to come and see him. So they have kind of have to fly. Okay, so it's important. Anyways. It's, it's a tough thing. It's really, really tough. There's 96% decline in airline passenger traffic year over year. 96% decline. Man, it's a tough, tough situation. On the next Invest Talk, will debt-fueled inflation make the cash-is-trash argument viable? The founder of the world's largest hedge fund has warned there will be a combination of monetized def- deficits, currency depreciation, and large tax-ish increases. Will that cause inflation? That story is Monday. But for now, I'm Steve Peasley. I'm going to take your questions at 888-99-CHART.
April is National Literacy Month. It was created to highlight the importance of financial literacy. The objective is to teach Americans how to establish and maintain healthy financial habits. And you are already on the right track by listening to Invest Talk. The phone lines are open. Steve and Justin welcome your questions now. 888-99-CHART. Hi, this is Bob from Michigan. I'm a relatively young investor, and I was just curious to your opinion if it would be a good time to potentially take all the money I have in bonds right now and redistribute them into equities, realizing this is probably not the bottom of the market, possibly in a few months from now or, you know, somewhere in between. But uh, just let me know your thoughts. Thanks. Bye. Okay, well, if you're in bonds, my first question would, if I was talking to you, would be why are why were you in bonds? If you're a relatively young investor, why bonds? Were you worried about the market? Is it something that you parked money in there on a short-term basis, or are you conservative and you didn't want to take the risk of the stock market? That would be my first question. In answer to your question in general, the answer would be yes. Bonds, historically, don't return very good. They just don't have a very good return rate. Okay, and today, with the rate so low, you know, it's not very good to be in bonds. Unless you're in retirement, approaching retirement, and you want to, you can't, you know, you can't make up this money again. You want to be, you know, conservative. Okay, so if you're conservative, you have to stand with the bonds. But if you're not, yeah, I wouldn't. Now, I wouldn't dump all the money in at one time. I would do a dollar cost average kind of thing over time. Uh, and I would buy weakness. Uh, and the market's going to get, you know, everybody, the, it would it'd be very unusual if we have a V bottom. Market goes down, then goes right back up to the old top and breaks through. I don't think so. It's probably going to be a U-shaped bottom of some kind. So, just because it had a reflex bounce, and pretty good one, and thank goodness, uh, they gave you, given everybody a chance to redeploy their portfolio. That's what you should be doing. And I think that this is a great time to redeploy into those sectors that will benefit those sectors and get out of those sectors that are going to get punished more from a weak economy. Okay. Now, my main talking point, coronavirus effect could be far deeper on the subprime than the subprime crisis. Because think about the unemployment rate. It's that simple. You can't pay your mortgage if you don't have income. Yes, you can collect uh, uh, unemployment benefits. Yes, but that's not that's not replacing your salary. And there is there uh, the government is going to let mortgages backed by Freddie Mae and and uh, Fannie Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac. They're going to let those mortgages. Uh, they're going to forgive them for up to a year of payments. Okay, that helps. But that's only 62% of the loans. What about everybody else? I know there's different rules and regs trying to help them, but there's going to be big issues if, if we don't get back to work in the mortgage business. So, there, I, there's so many, so much consequences from the shutdown of the economy that we're going to have to deal with at some point. And, you know, I understand the government's trying to do its best to help, but sending you a check or sending me a check or sending anybody a check, you know, is not really <laughs> going to help unless it's going to be, you know, for 
give me a check for you know ten twenty thousand dollars okay fine then i can pay my bills for the next few months six months a year i don't know but when they're six hundred dollars how's that going to help you <laughs> i mean it's nice but we need to get back to work it's, it's, that, it's that simple so the subprime subprime loans mean those loans on the border of not the best quality those guys those men and women working in that area don't have uh, the freedom to skip a couple paychecks or three or four paychecks they don't and will their jobs be there when we restart the economy many of them may not be there small business guys can't run you know too long this can't you know I, i'm a small business guy and i'm telling you for a fact that you just can't you know, you can't run too long. I mean, you know, I'm, I, I'm, I, my, my, our business is fine, but I'm saying, think about all those other ones. The ones that, like, anybody have a rest, uh, 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 works for a restaurant. Anybody that works for some kind of, uh, uh, you know, casino or, or hotels, uh, you know, uh, airlines, you can't. You know, you can't run on nothing. You can't. So, you know, it's, it's just a tough, tough situation. I don't, I don't know if I have the solution. I don't. Okay? Anyways, 888-99-CHARGE is our number. I would love to have you call. The COVID-19 crisis has resulted in a, a prediction that as many as 4.5 million jobs could be destroyed by 2021. Obviously, there is a change in the way people work and shop. Some of those changes are going to be permanent, and some jobs will be permanently lost. Now, that's the estimate. We'll see. So as you go to break, here's my trivia question, everybody. How many people in your state have lost jobs due to the coronavirus pandemic? And what is the ratio of lost jobs per coronavirus coronavirus cases? How many jobs are lost? How many coronavirus? What's the relationship? You might be surprised. I'll have the answer after the break, but now we're taking your market and financial questions live. 888-99-CHART. Here's another benefit when you sign up for our Invest Talk Insider program, a brief list of real estate investment trusts, REITs, that should be on investors' radar if they're looking for exposure to this dividend-focused sector, you can sign up for this free Invest Talk Insider program on investtalk.com. Numbers are elusive. I bought this stock last year at about six dollars and seventy-five cents. They're always changing. I got them at three dollars and ninety-nine cents, and it took a major hit. First up, then down, then up again, or. Maybe sideways. What would be a good entry point? On Invest Talk, the focus is on numbers that affect our listeners and their portfolios. Carl in Ohio, he wants to talk about his 401k. Hi, Justin, uh, longtime listener of the show. I absolutely love it. Let's go to Dave in San Leandro. You've got to be prepared for volatility. I want to know what you think for someone like me. And they know it. I'm 31 years old. So the questions keep coming. Should I dollar cost average that? 24 7. How much of your portfolio should you put into, like, ETFs and mutual funds? From every part of America. Hey, Steve and Justin. My name's Josh, calling from Buffalo, New York. Steve Peasley and Justin Klein 
analyze the complex patterns in those numbers and do their very best to decipher the potential meanings. Thanks for everything you guys do. And here's one number that keeps rising. More than 21 million InvestTalk podcast downloads. And for that, Steve and Justin thank their loyal listeners. I find you guys to be pretty much entirely trustworthy. So I'm curious, how do you do that? Independent thinking, shared success. It's all about the numbers. InvestTalk.com InvestTalk is made possible by KPP Financial, where InvestTalk hosts and KPP principals Steve Peasley and Justin Klein practice parallel investing. That means Steve and Justin's accounts participate with Klein Investments at equal prices and percentages. You can learn more about parallel investing at investtalk.com. 888-99-CHART, 888-992-4278. So I had a question. How many people in your state have lost jobs due to the coronavirus pandemic? And what is the ratio of lost jobs per coronavirus? Here's my answer. So how many people in your state have lost jobs to the coronavirus pandemic? We've got some. We've got time to look at three different states, really. California, 2.16 million jobs lost with 19,000 coronavirus cases. Okay, that means that in California, 113 people lost their jobs, their job for each coronavirus case. So each case, 113 people lost a job. Okay, how about Nevada? 244,000 people lost their jobs with 2,318 cases. Okay, for Nevada, 105 people have lost their jobs for each coronavirus case. So 113 in California per per coronavirus, 105 in Nevada and Hawaii, 110,495 jobs lost with 433 COVID-19 cases in the state. 400 cases, 433 in the entire state. This means that in Hawaii, it's 255 people have lost their jobs for each coronavirus case in the state. Now, when all is said and done, will we look back and deduce that our decision to crash the economy was an overreaction? I don't know. I do think we overreacted. There's parts of the country that don't have any cases. But... I don't know. No one's going to We're not going to know until afterwards, are we? That's going to be the issue. And what's afterwards? Well, how are we going to start up the economy? That's one of my talking points. Okay, let's keep things moving. Here comes another caller question from the 888-99 chart number. Hey, guys. This is Dennis from Oklahoma. I had a question about BRY, Berry Corporation. It's an oil play. I do have a little position in it, and I'd like to know uh, what you guys think about it. Thank you very much. BRY is the symbol, Berry Corporation, engaged in the exploration and production of crude oil, natural gas, in Western United States. It is a $193 million stock, and I can tell you just by looking at that, just by that, not looking at anything else, I would not be in this stock. We have way more natural gas, way more oil than we need at this point, and probably for the next umpteen years. So how is the business, this kind of business going to survive in that, this tiny little company survive in that? They're going to lose $0.06 cents a share next year after making $0.88 cents according, according to the numbers this year. And they made $1.35 
a share last year. So those are all going in the wrong direction. You know, don't fall in love with the dividend yield of 20%. That's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. They, they can't afford it. It's a fairly new company. came out public in 2018. You know, it was, what, $14, $16 a share. Today it's $2.39. No. 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 <laughs> you don't want to be in a company like this. You just don't. Looking at the chart. Let's take a look at the chart real fast. Yeah. It seems like it's found a bottom around $2 a share. I can say that. But it certainly isn't recovering like the other most like the rest of the market hasn't recovered. I, I would I, it's not something I would own. I would get out. The KPP Premium Newsletter was distributed to subscribers this morning, and of course, it is always as always packed with information because I pack it. I'm the one that does it, so I know. <laughs> so today, Good Friday, the stock market is closed. Easter week, you know. Uh, so everything, all the exchanges are closed. Um, they, you know, so we know that that's happened. We didn't have much economic news out this week, and the economic news that came out this week wasn't really very good because what do we care about what last month looked like? We're much, you know, even though last month was the start of the bad news, you know, we still don't have the accurate number. Only thing that's been pretty accurate, and it's a leading economic indicator, is the um, unemployment weekly unemployment claims. That's a leading economic indicator in what, 6.6 .6 million last week we lost? Jobs, people subscribe, I mean, applied for unemployment benefits, and what is that, 17 million in three weeks? That's a lot. That's a lot. That's a record. Okay, but the stock market rallied. No. There's a theory, uh, if the stock market rallies on, on, on bad news, then the bear market's over. I don't think that's the case here. I don't, we're in such an odd time, everybody. We're, this is just odd. We don't really know how this is going to play out. We don't. Never had this happen before. The portfolio management section. Um, I was talking about, you know, how much, how much should you buy of any one company? And I, I told you that we buy three to five percent of any one stock. Okay, and don't overload in any one sector. You know, we do 15 to 20% maximum of any one sector. And I'll tell you this, um, we in one of our stock accounts, we're probably a little bit over that in gold, <laughs> maybe. I have to look. I know it's close. So, and, and, and I'm, we talked about diversification. Be How to diversify. Okay, stock ideas. I talked about gold and what you should do and what you should have in your portfolio. And, you know, I said you should have some gold. And I'm not even a gold person. I, I frankly, long term, I'm not a gold person. I don't, I don't think it's a very good asset long term. But for several years, it can run pretty hot. I was talking to Justin and Jason and the other guys the, the, earlier this week and, and tell them that gold ran from, I don't know, $30, $35 when I was younger to about $800 when inflation got out of hand, when the oil of uh, the OPEC shut down oil to us and we had to wait in lines to get gasoline. 
oil, gold shot up from $25, $35, I don't remember exactly, to about $800. Now, the reason why I remember that is because I had some gold cufflinks and I had some gold um, a bracelet and I sold them. <laughs> I went and sold them because, you know, I got like $75, $100 for them. I said, oh man, that's a lot of money. Remember, you know, I'm old, right? And so <laughs> that was a lot of money. I mean, that was half the rent. You know, for a month. So, so I remember doing that. And that's why I remember uh, it being so expensive. And the consumer watch. Of course, I mentioned what's on everybody's mind. Everybody's talking about the coronavirus. And, you know, I was talking about air travel. You know, how to make it a little bit safer for you. Check in online instead of at the airport. Eat before you go instead of buying food and drink at the airport. Bring an empty bottle of water so you can fill it up at the airport. Not buy bottled water necessarily. Wash your hands at the airport before you board and after you leave. That kind of thing. And those kind of things. Okay. You can subscribe to Invest Talk. You can subscribe to the newsletter at investtalk.com investtalk.com with two T's. Okay, let's go to Farhan in San Jose. How are you doing, Farhan? I'm doing well, Steve. Thank you for taking my call. Um, my Thank question you. is, uh, it's, it's regarding the current market. Uh, I want to get in a little bit given the market is going up, but I wanted to set up uh, uh, trailing stop losses. I haven't used them that okay. much. I'm a little up on some of my some of the things that I had picked up uh, uh, during March. And does that require um, looking into, should I, do we just go set up a percentage or does that require knowing basically support levels and doing some technical analysis? I think it would require some technical analysis. You can do, uh, there, there, are, there is a philosophy of putting a trailing stop loss just 10% below your the price, you know, so as the price goes up, you, you keep resetting that stop loss to be 10%. There's a, there is a philosophy of that. But the problem with that, Frahan, is some stocks are super volatile and some stocks are not very volatile. So, right. you know, it, that I, I have, I hesitant, I'm hesitant to say put a 10% stop loss because it depends on the stock. So that's why I say look at the chart, see how it's acting. You know, you don't want to be stopped out of some just as it bottoms and turns around and goes right back up. So a chart might help you with those decisions. And we're in very, very extreme volatility times. So it's kind of tough to put a stop loss in because it could jump beyond you know many times a stop loss is x price right i'm gonna i want out when it reaches 55 dollars a share i want out when it does that well what if it skips over 55 dollars a share goes to 40 54 from 56 does your stop loss still apply what kind of stop loss is it stop loss everybody is a price to trigger you selling the stock automatically you don't have to put in an order because that stop loss will automatically trigger and that's what uh, Farhan is talking about and yeah you know that's a good way to prevent uh, you know major loss so be very careful when you put it in make sure you you know you you know, the you can put a there is a stop loss at anything below $55 sell you know you can do it that way so if it dr- jumps over the price you still get sell on the next price you know, so good luck with it, Farhan. Thanks for the call. It's a good question. 888-99-CHART. I think we can squeeze in another caller question and, you know, an unbiased answer. That's what I'm here all about. So let's go ahead and grab it. It came in at 888-99-CHART number. Hey, Steve and Justin. Just curious. 
we were watching the market today, and we were talking about buying Carnival Cruise Line CCL. We want your opinion on if you think it's a good idea. It looked like it's a 30% drop today. We're just worried that if we got in right now, it, you know, the company might go bankrupt or something. Just give us your opinion and tell us what you think. Thank you. Bye. Yeah, I'd stay away from the cruise lines. Uh, everybody's trying to pick a bottom on those cruise lines. And I'm saying, well, you can pick all the bottom you want. This stock, Convert Cruise, fell from like $50 a share in you know beginning of the year. And now they're $12.42. Now, they went down as low as 8 So, So it's a 50% up from the bottom. 50% up. But man, oh man, they went from about eight to seventeen fifty, back down to eight. Now they're at twelve forty-two. I would stay away from the, these things because you know I, I don't think they're going to. No, well, let me rephrase this. I think they can go out of business. In other words, file bankruptcy, Chapter Eleven, reorganize, and come out. I think that could happen. I think it's a 50-50 shot that that could happen. Meanwhile, you as a shareholder, you get zero when that, if that happens. You'll get practically nothing. You could get something out of it, but usually it's the bondholder. Other people have first dibs on things, and they're going to get all those shares in lieu of bonds in, in, the, in the bankruptcy court. Uh, uh, cruise lines, many of them are not even American cruises. Cruise lines are not... Domicile in the United States. Now, Carnival Cruise headquarters is in Miami. But, you know, even with the government saving different industries or whatever they can do, you got to be careful because some of these cruise lines are in Panama or Ireland. You know, they're not U.S. And there's questions of, you know, do we save them? You know, they're not American companies, Right. Should we not? Should we maybe not save them because they're not American companies? And the only reason why they're not American companies because they're trying to avoid taxes. So why should we save them? Good question, huh? Why should we? Well, one of your answer, if you, on, if you were thinking of kind of recruits, because they have a lot of American employees. Okay, there's an argument, right? Man, it's tough. I'm Steve Peasley, and you're listening to Invest Talk. Now, as you make your investment choices, there will always be a fear. There, and there's always greed, too. You think you're going to make a lot of money, and you're scared you might lose a lot of money. Always creeps into your judgments. Okay? And fear comes from the perception of risk. And, of course, we've talked about risk for you know, ad nauseum on this show. So, I, you got to define what your risk comfort zone is, your own personal risk comfort zone. And I have a tool that helps with that at KPP Financial, and it's called Riskalyze. It's an online tool. It's a few questions. It's a little questionnaire, and it gives you a score, a risk score. You can check it out. Scores run from 0 to 100, and the stock market, the S&P 500, runs about 80. That's the risk of the stock market. So what's your personal risk? That's what this will help you with. And then you can send me a portfolio and I can put it in the system and I can figure out how risky that is too. So give me a call. Take that risk test. It's at you know investtalk.com. But give me a call. We're live right now at 888-99-CHART. 
Do you have questions about FDIC security, mortgages, money market funds, losses to your retirement plans? Give us a call today, 888-99-CHART. Hello, this is Chuck from Wisconsin. I have a question on rebalancing. I want to know the pros and cons of it, and I'm on an app that rebalances, so I'm just kind of unsure if it would make bad opportunities like by selling stocks that might not need to be sold. And then my second question was, I wanted your opinion on the stock Carvana. Thank you. Carvana. What's the symbol on that? Car, Carvana, Carvana. I'm, um, okay, I'm going to have to get to that question after the break, I think. Uh, look up Carvana. C-V-N-A. C-V-N-A. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to have to get to that answer on Carvana after the break. Okay? 888-99-CHARTER is our number. 888-992-4278. This is Invest Talk, everybody. I'm Steve Peasley. And we just have one goal here. We have one goal we always stated on the show. To help you achieve financial freedom. Now, it doesn't feel like it with this with the market being down so much. But we still have the same goal. We can work toward it. So get your questions in now, 888-99-CHART. On the next Invest Talk, will debt-fueled inflation make the cash-is-trash argument viable? One hedge fund icon thinks yes, and he says currency depreciation and large tax increases are coming. But is he right? That story Monday. And now Steve Peasley is here, ready with answers, but he's waiting for your questions. Call Steve, 888-99-CHART. Okay, before the break, a caller asked about rebalancing and Carvana, the stock Carvana, the the company called Carvana. Rebalancing. This is a perfect time to rebalance and redeploy, meaning we've had a strong fall, right? Now we've had a pretty decent recovery. Pretty decent recovery. So now's the time that you say, okay, those weak stocks that I own, those cyclical stocks that maybe I shouldn't be in, those stocks that are more exposed to a down economy or the virus itself, uh, maybe I should get out of those stocks, okay, and redeploy into stocks that will benefit, you know, going forward from a bad uh, bad economy weak economy uh, uh, maybe from you know the virus different companies that would sort of do better drug companies you know healthcare food you know those kinds of things so those those things you can redeploy to and that's what I'm suggesting you do now because the market was up nicely for the last couple of weeks take advantage of it Carvana now, those people have been listening to the show a long time, and for all you new listeners, I, I give rules out. What is one of my main rules? One of them is, do not buy a company that doesn't make money. Carvana is a $9 billion company that has never made a dime. They're going to lose $2.30 a share this year and $1.44 next year, and that's probably low. That's probably going to double that or more. So, the debt is huge. They have a huge amount of debt. Sales are huge too, about 100%. But do you think they're going to be that fast? 
I mean, you know, going forward, no, it's because it's a cyclical stock. It's a super cyclical stock. Auto industry is a cyclical industry. Don't buy it. Doesn't make money, don't buy it. Why would you not buy companies that make money? Especially for you guys that are, and gals that are just beginning. Rules, put Give yourself rules and abide by them. And one of those rules should be the company has to make money. That simple. It's not fancy rule, just a good rule. Let's go to Jason El Segundo. How you doing, Jason? Good. How are you, Steve? Good. Thank you for the call. I appreciate it. Yeah, thank you for the show. Hey, I'm wondering, you know, I think with the uh, everything going on with oil and it's down greatly right now that if I have, you know, three to 10 years to wait, um, I'd like to get in and uh, try to capitalize on that. So I was thinking U.S. oil, I was wondering if that's a good place to be or is there a better place? Well, uh, no, that's a very good place if you're playing just the commodity oil. Uh, USO, United States Oil Fund, it's an exchange-traded fund seeking performance corresponding to the spot price of oil. So if you're concentrating, and it's selling for $4.98, this stock. But if you're concentrating on oil and you think it's hit a bottom, and to be honest, uh, long-term, I think it's at a bottom too, uh, this is a good stock to, to try, a good ETF to try because, you know, before it fell, when it was around $50, $60 a share, it was, you know, around $11 a share. It'd probably eventually go up there. I don't know how long it'll take, but I think it will. Thanks, Jason. Appreciate the call. I'm Steve Peasley, and this completes another InvestTop program, everybody. I will be back on Tuesday. Justin will be here on Monday. Meantime, feel free to search, browse, download, and rate our InvestTalk podcast. And you can find them on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, and InvestTalk.com. Have a great weekend, everybody. Because of the nature of the interactive dialogue inherent in the format of this program, it's important for the listener to understand that not all comments made will apply to them specifically. Nothing said shall be taken to be investment advice, or shall statements on this program be considered an offer to buy or sell securities. Such advice is rendered solely on an individual basis, and at times will require that the investor review a prospectus before investing. InvestTalk is a copyrighted program of Klein Pavlis Peasley Financial, a registered investment advisor, which retains all rights. For more information regarding KPP's investment advisors, Call 1-800-557-5461. Steve Peasley is President and Justin Klein Chief Executive Officer of Klein Pavlis Peasley Financial. And they thank you for listening and welcome your comments or questions on our 24-hour listener line at 888-99-CHART. 